In today's show, we're looking ahead to Thursday in the NBA, who we can stream in for that, who we can stream in for the next five days, how the schedule looks, and the things that we are watching for in fantasy basketball. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at basketballmonster.com. And you can find me on Twitter as always at redrock underscore b-ball on TikTok at redrock underscore b-ball on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball and Substack, joshlloyd48.substack.com. Today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates that you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash LockedOnNBA. Thank you for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free. We are available on all platforms. We look at Thursday. There's only three games on. We look at those three games. We look at streaming options. We're going to look at shorter-term streaming options as well. I did a waiver wire show earlier in the day, so you can go check that out. Also, Warney. Let's get it on, Gilly. <laughs> first game, Clippers heat. It's a back-to-back for the Clippers. Do not expect Kawhi Leonard to play in this one. Also, I'm... Pretty, pretty sure that Paul George won't play in this one. John Wall will return. He's missing Wednesday's game. We don't know the status of Marcus Morris. He's dealing with an illness. He'll miss Wednesday's game as well. So there's a lot of... Well, Norm Powell will be out. Luke Kennard's also missing Wednesday. So I expect Kennard and Wall will play on Thursday. And George and Leonard will be out. Morris is the debatable one there. For the Heat, well, Gabe Vincent and The Undertaker, Dwayne Dedman are both, um, well, they both missed last game. They're questionable. Their appearances impact the minutes of guys like, say, Hayward Highsmith and even players like Max Struess or Nikola Jovic got back up center minutes last game too. So there are quite a few things there. For the Clippers, with the likely absence of Leonard and George, I do expect that Terrence Mann, whether he starts or it's Kennard that starts, they're both going to have good value because Norman Powell will also be sidelined. So man can be a streamer, especially on a day with just three games on. So there is value in streaming him. Maybe a little bit less value in, say, what there was with Amir Coffey. But man and Batum get that little bit of a boost. I also want to watch Reggie Jackson. I don't think Reggie Jackson's a 12-team league guy. And it would have been better for Reggie Jackson had Norman, uh, sorry, John Wall been out on Thursday instead of Wednesday. But there has been times when George and Leonard have been out that uh, Jackson and Wall play together. And Reggie pushes 30-plus minutes. He's always a real lottery pick, sort of a guy. Like, you can grab him. He might take 20 shots and hit 13 of them and give you 30 points. Or he might play 22 minutes and go one of nine for four points. It's always an opportunity to stream him on a low-volume day, especially when there's likely three rotation players out in Leonard, Powell, and George. But it could go tits up really, really quickly. But we want to see where he fits and then one of the things I do want to see is like, is he going to lose the starting job? I don't think just yet, but I think there is a potential for that to happen. For the Heat, Caleb Martin and Haywood Highsmith. Highsmith played like 28 minutes last game. He somehow did less than Caleb Martin and Caleb Martin scored three points. But both of these guys have had little moments over the, over the journey. I do expect Jimmy Butler to return in this game. He missed last game for rest, so he should be back. So what that does and how that impacts Martin and Highsmith, the interplay between those two in the rotation. Now, Martin feels locked in as the starter, but what if he plays 25 and Haywood Highsmith plays 22? 
All right, that obviously dulls the impact. Now, the Heat are in the midst of this really great week for fantasy, for streaming. So we're holding Martin and we're looking at Highsmith in deeper leagues. But Haywood is getting more minutes for his defensive ability. He's, he's marginally bigger than Caleb Martin. He's probably more defensively inclined than Caleb Martin, but a, a much worse shooter. So how those two work, is there any change in the rotational decisions that gets made by Eric Spolstra? And can Highsmith push for a larger role? We're still holding Martin, but that's really just schedule dependent at this point. I don't think we're doing it for his value because it's not really all that good. Let's go to the next game. We're looking at the Rockets and the San Antonio Spurs. Rockets are one-point favorites because the Spurs are honestly dreadful. They are they are so bad, and their team was set up to be bad, but they're also... They're the only team that is sort of outright um, you know, fudging injury reports at this point to me. That They are, without any question to me, extending guys, injury statuses. Um, they're the only ones where I'm like, pull up, guys. And for that reason, I don't want them to get Victor Wembanyama. I hope, I hope they don't win the lottery because they are the ones who are pulling this shit, right? No one else. It's just them. Injury-wise, the wild thing, Jason Tate, he will remain out for the Houston Rockets. Even the wild thing's gone well. I can't do much about that. And despite not playing for how bloody long has it been, we last saw these guys on the 26th of November, Jakob Pertl and Jeremy Sohan. Sohan now! Um, they're doubtful again. So it's going to be over a week since when they've played. So what that means... And the Spurs have a nice, it's only a two-game week for the Spurs, but they play Thursday, low-volume day, Saturday, low-volume day. They miss the high-volume Friday. So what that means is that we have opportunities for a bunch of players again. Doug McDermott and Joshie Richardson are both probable, so they should return. And Devin Vassell is unfortunately questionable. So there is a lot of stuff um, potentially happening with this team. So it means we go back to Zach Collins. Now, his three starts were disappointing. 27 minutes, and then 22 with a foul out, and 17 with foul trouble. What We we want to watch that. And I've gone out of order here. I'll talk about Houston in a second. But Zach Collins, I believe, is a strong add. Two quality games over the next three nights, starting at least one of them. I don't think he'll be as shit as he was the last two games. I would add him. I also think Cater Bates-Diop is a good option because with Sohan out and Vassell potentially out, Bates-Diop is going to start. He played 28, 34, and 31 minutes the last three games. Two quality games in the next three nights. A starter who's going to play at least 30 minutes. Oh, sorry. Around 30 minutes in at least one game, maybe two. I, I think it's worth it. Now, McDermott is back, but they won't start McDermott, I'm pretty sure. So Bates-Diop is a stream option. For the Rockets, I want to watch Jalen Green, whose production's been all over the place. Sometimes we get these efficient scoring games. Sometimes we get these big assist games. Sometimes we get tons of free throws. I really want to see if we can develop consistency. One thing I do like is that three of the last four games, he's gone 35 or more minutes. That's an encouraging sign. And the two that he's played in his last five games that have been under 35 have been 31, and they've been in blowouts against the Nuggets and the Warriors. He's getting there. It's slow. He is getting there, and there are always going to be field goal percentage disasters for Jalen, but let's see what he is able to do. Now, Tari preseason. I really like, obviously, what, what Eason can do. The problem we're going to have here is Eric Gordon playing, and that's going to limit what Eason's playing time is, which is unfortunate. Tari remains a luxury stash who provides 14 team league value with clear 12 to top 100 upside, uh, top 12 team league or top 100 upside. When that happens, it might be March. But we want to see, can he push minutes from KJ Martin? The last two games, last three games, Eason has played the same minutes as Martin, one more minute than Martin, and then one more minute than Martin. And prior to that, it was consistently Martin above Eason. 
That is a pattern we want to watch. Has Eason pushed ahead of KJ Martin in that rotation? Because that is key again as the next step in him getting more minutes. Today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. Every hiring decision that you make in any small business, it's crucial. You've got to make sure you are bang on 100% certain that you are hiring the right person because if you don't, well, it's really costly. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. Really easy to go create that job. Like I wish that LinkedIn Jobs was a thing back when I was working in a professional environment and hiring people, um, you know, sifting through resumes and you know, having to work through, oh, are you actually qualified for this position? Um, are you the right person for the job? It just took up too much of my time. But with LinkedIn Jobs, it's so easy because you can put in the screening questions. It makes it easy for you to focus on the candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs, number one, in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates that you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on MBA. That's linkedin.com slash locked on MBA to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Make sure, guys, you're checking out Locked On Sports today. It's our podcast that covers all the action in sports. You can find it on YouTube, podcast, wherever you get it. Experts on there um, covering those teams. Great great little recap of everything that happened in sports for the day. The third and last game of the day is the Nuggets taking on the Blazers in Portland. Denver are one-point favorites in this game. In terms of players that are out, we expect Keon Johnson's going to remain out. He had a real opportunity when Lillard was out to show himself as a backup guard. Unfortunately, he was injured, and we never got to see that. Uh, Nasir Little's out with that hip fracture. Um, Maga Porter Jr., we don't have an update on whether he's going to be available. Porter has now missed, with this sore heel, shout out Chris Paul, seven games in a row. And we don't know whether he's going to play on this um, on this Thursday. So that is obviously something that does influence a lot in this rotation. And the other one is Gary Payton, who has finally been upgraded to questionable to make his season debut for the Blazers. Where he fits in the rotation, what minutes they give to him, how that impacts guys like Justice Winslow and Shaden Sharp. And I don't think he's gonna he's not gonna cut into Simons or Grant or Lillard pretty clearly. And probably not Josh Hart either. But Payton is a really good defensive guard. So who loses out and where does he fit in if in fact he does play? For the Nuggets, Bruce Brown has been killing it. Like he's just a very, very good basketball player. And he's a good fantasy player, especially when someone's out. And we don't know the status of Maga Porter, but Brucey is an option for us here and should be rostered in all 12 team leagues. I also want to watch Aaron Gordon, who's been much better this season. He is still inconsistent, and you still get those weird games where he takes four shots. But in general, usage has been strong, rebounding's been good, defensively he's been great, his efficiency is up. And he's looking like, I think he look, he wasn't at the start of the year. I wasn't keen on him at all. He's been much better than that. It's helped the Porter's been out, but he's stepped up and he's improved and he is a must roster player. For the Blazers, what I want to watch is Jeremy Grant and also Red Simons. Him, Red. Because it's the second game of Lillard being back. And in that first game, Simons usage straight down, under 20%. And Grant stayed up. What's the pecking order? That's the question between these two. Jeremy Grant is still shooting at a phenomenal level. I fear there's going to be a horrific cold patch coming for him. He is not, and nobody is, a 48% three-point shooter. Maybe I'm lying on that. Actually, let me double-check where Jeremy Grant lies with his um, current percentage. Remember, last time I looked, it was at 48%. Let's go and have a look at that. But nobody, 
Nobody. Steph Curry isn't. Joe Harris isn't. Seth Curry isn't. Nobody is a 48% three-point shooter. Jeremy Grant is at 46. Well, there you go. Nobody is a 46% three-point shooter. But what has happened also, in the last three games, it's cooled off a bit to 35%, but he still maintained 31 usage in that time. So what happens when the shooting is normalized and the usage drops down? Because he's been killing it. I don't think he will continue to. But how they manage the shots, is Simons two? Is Grant two? Are they interchangeable twos behind Lillard? That is a really big question in evaluating both of these players for the rest of the season. Because Simons is a guy that needs the ball to get assists and to score. He's never going to give you rebounds or defensive stats. And honestly, Jeremy Grant never gives you rebounds or assists and needs the ball a lot as well. And his defensive stuff comes and goes. So it's going to hurt them. And we need to see how that impacts them. If we're just streaming guys in for um, Thursday, I've got the two Spurs centers at the top there. I would prioritize Zach Collins over Goldfinger Charlie Bassey because Bassey can be dicked around. They might put Jeng in there. They might put Roby in there. But the last couple of games, it was Bassey that picked up the slack for Zach Collins. Now, I would add Collins in 12-team leagues with the two qualities coming up. I would consider Bassey in deeper formats because he can be a good per-minute guy, but he can also get into foul trouble. But he is an option. Kader Bates Diop, I think, is also worth a look, as we just detailed earlier. And then there's Josh Richardson as well. There's lots of opportunities with Sohan, Pirtle out, and now maybe Vassell out. There are big opportunities for more minutes for guys. And maybe Richardson, who's been out himself, who's returning, can provide some value. I think Eric Gordon's at least a streamer for a modicum of points and threes. You've got Justice Winslow, who I'm not massively keen on, but it's a very shallow waiver pool of guys that play on Thursday. And he's at least going to get 20 minutes. He'll play some minutes on the wing, but also he'll get some backup center minutes behind Yusuf Nurkic. And then in LA, where you've got the likely absences of Kawhi and probably Paul George and definitely Norman Powell, someone like Nico Batum or Terrence Mann can step up and be useful to stream in for Thursday. For deeper formats, these guys are all available in over 90% of leagues. It's similar names. Bassey, Bates, Diop, Richardson, Gordon, Batum, Mann. Throw in Victor Oladipo, though, because at least he should play 20 minutes, especially if, say, Vincent is out. But Oladipo, he was okay, but he scored seven points in the fourth quarter. That made his line look a little bit better. We want to watch Oladipo to see what his role is, to see where he pushes from here, to see um, if he can get 25 or not. I do not think under any circumstance that he is a 12-team league player. But in a deeper league, yeah, sure. And then Doug McDermott. We can get points. We can get threes. If we're desperate for threes, you might even consider him in even a 12 or 14 team format. But he's never going to be a great all-round fantasy producer. For points leagues, similar names there. These are all available in over 50% of Yahoo formats. You've got um, Zach Collins, Caleb Martin, Charles Bassey, Bates Diop, Tari Eason, Josh Richardson, Justice Winslow, and Eric Gordon. I think I've talked about all of those players uh, already. So let's look at the next five days. It's covering the rest of this week, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then Monday in week nine. There is only one high volume day in the next five days, and that is Friday. So four quality game opportunities. So who are some guys who've got a nice little run at things that we can add to get some real bonuses for the one waiver wire ad? Well, the Heat, Caleb Martin. So Caleb Martin, Max Strews, Deep Leagues, Hayward Highsmith. Deep Leagues, Gabe Vincent. Three qualities in the next five days. So they play Tuesday, Sorry, they play Thursday, they play Saturday, they play Monday. Really good value for those guys. The, the Spurs and Zach Collins, they've got the Thursday, they've got the Saturday, they've got the Monday as well. I don't know how long Pirtle's going to be up, but I do think taking the chance on Collins is the right decision. He was legitimately nudging up against 12-team value, playing 20 minutes as a backup. 
the problem was he moved into the starting lineup and shit the bed. So everyone's like, oh, it's the worst call ever. No one's ever going to do that again. Why would you add him? I, 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 I don't double, it's not doubling down. It's like, I've seen this guy be a permanent guy and be useful enough. It's just that the reverse that happens with so many players. He got the extra opportunity and fouled out and couldn't, pl- and couldn't take advantage of it. But the opportunity is back. Kyle Anderson has two low volume games over the next five days. I think he's worth an ad pretty much everywhere. Josh Richardson, maybe, especially if Fasal is doubtful. Three games for him. Max Struess with three. Monte Morris with two. And we know Bradley Beal is out. He's got value to stream in there. This one I'm always doubtful on is Alexei Pokyshevsky. Sure, the upside is there. You've got opportunities to try him in on two low volume days over the next five days. But who, who bloody knows? Like, he could play 19 minutes. He could play 28 minutes. It's always risky. And then Jeremiah Robinson is the opposite. He's sort of dead solid with no upside but he might be 10 and six with a steal and a block. But the fact that you can use him at least twice over that time, it might just be enough to get you over the edge there. And then just in terms of the next five days in general, let's look at bulk value. These guys, those first five names on this list, the first five names I'm going to go through here are guys that I think are top 100 players just on a per game basis over the next five days. So that they're worth having on your roster short term at least. Like Markel Fultz, he only plays two games, but I would make sure he's on my roster. Kyle Anderson's got three games over the next five days, two low volumes, but he's a must-roster player at this time. Lil John Conchar. Okay! He does return to action. He's only got two games, but I think he's probably startable. It's borderline. And then Caleb Martin, with the three games on, that volume of three games over the next five days, gives him some appeal. And then there's some other... Oh, the other one's Jalen McDaniel, sorry, with two games over the next five days. He probably is a top 100 player over that five-day period because of the absence or the likely absence of Ball and the definite absence of Haywood and Martin. And then you've got guys like Monty Morris with three games, AJ Griffin with three games, and Dorian Finney-Smith with three games who are probably worth taking a look at to minimize your ads and to maximize your games played and get a little bit of value where they're sort of borderline. Griffin's probably a little bit more than borderline. He's better than that. Um, in this short term while Hunter and Collins remain out. That'll do it for me today, guys. Don't forget, follow this podcast, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app. And if you are here on YouTube, thumb it up. Leave your comments down below. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.